Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, I have Peter Benson. He's the CEO of Energies of Service. Peter uses his advanced knowledge of both technology and quantum physics to bridge the gap between science and consciousness. In every product, Peter taps into energy frequencies of potent healing to help you remove existing patterns that stand in the way of achieving optimum health, happiness, and financial freedom. These tools are designed with mathematical and quantum principles to harness profound angelic energy and crystal healing virtues. Now, I've had Peter's wife on before, Vivian Chevet. And if you haven't listened to her episode, I definitely suggest doing so. And I can't wait to talk to her husband, Peter, and to learn more about how he discovered that he had an angelic origin and his connection to archangels, specifically Archangel Michael. So please welcome Peter Benson. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing this morning? I am good. Thank you so much for being with me. Well, thank you, Shana. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you discovered energies of service. Absolutely. Um, well, I was a mechanic for a long, long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Transitioned over to an engineering technician, and for a very long time at that as well. Uh, I went through a transition or an awakening let's just say family reorganization about six years, five years ago or so. And I had to figure out who I was again. And I discovered Brian Weiss, Michael Newton, you know, the regressions and the the stories that they were able to glean through regression on what's on the other side. And just makes you question. So that was my first part of like opening up and just saying, okay, if, if, all you have to do is say, if, if that is true, and you have two different doctors doing the same work with different people, and they're coming together and have very similar, if not the exact same stories and information, okay, there is something there. Mm -hmm. So now my paradigm is now shifted. I'm like, okay, there is something there that I have never heard of before. And then I found Dolores Cannon, and I read all of her books because they're just awesome. They really are. And the stories, Nostradamus, Jesus, the the garden, I mean, they're all amazing books. So it made me understand and realize that we are far, far more than who we really think we are. And so this is part of my awakening and understanding and I started questioning more. Then I found Slim Sperling. Mm-hmm. And Slim Sperling is a he is more like I am. He was a Navy guy. He was a mechanic and, you know, tinker. He does all kinds of work and stuff like that. And he had a friend that was a physicist and they would work together. And they found technology that had been left behind from the 1950s, which was discovered by John Archibald Wheeler, a nuclear physicist on the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this is the guy that coined the word black hole. I mean, he did, oh. this guy was, he was really intelligent. He was, he was up there. Um, so he found that when you take a copper wire or a wire and braze it back onto itself, it would create an energy field, almost like an antenna. It would just pick up energy. What they found was it was positive on one side and negative on another. Okay. So what Slim did in his tinkering, they took the same wire, folded over, twisted it in a clockwise fashion to create a positive spin on it, then brazed the wires back onto each other. So the two different wires brazed onto each other, created a positive output on both sides of that wire. So this is what I started understanding. I'm like, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a mechanic. I can do torches. Okay. Been there, done that. I work with metal. Okay. Been there, done that measurements okay i'm an engineering technician i'm really good with detail and measurements and stuff like that so i started utilizing all of my life experience and i started creating tensor rings it took me a couple months before i was actually able to create a ring that was actually functional just before my intentions or my you know my energy was in alignment with the tools because it was it was there it's all about intention and i was still working through all of that turmoil in my life so it took me a little while but once I did, I was going to, um, at that time, I was going to a sound bath every two weeks. Mm, so you're raising your vibe. Right. So I was raising my vibe and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm making these rings. And I started feeling them a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I brought four of them to the lady who was doing the sound bath. And I said, can you experience, experiment with these and see what you do? Put them underneath your bowls and see what happens. So she put the four rings under the bowls and she texted me two days later and she goes, can you make me 10 more? Cause she had the regular chakra bowls and she had the higher chakra bowls. And what she found was that these tensor rings, they actually was like putting a, like an amplifier on the tensor on the bowl itself. So it amplified the energy. So it got louder. They would resonate. Once you spooled it up, they would stay spooled up longer. And it would actually harmonize the energy coming out the sound. So it would actually change the sound of coming out of the bowls. So three different three different aspects were changing. So she was like, I got to have 10 more because it was changing the bowls so much that the other bowls just didn't have enough energy. So once she got them all going, it was just like it changed the entire idea of what the sound bath was. Wow. So I do the Rasha. Do you know, are you familiar with Dr. Jerry Rivera DeGenio and his scalar energy Rasha machine? Just listening to it for the past almost two years now has been life-changing. And through the Gnostic Gospels is how I discovered the story of King David and Saul. I wanted to know why Solomon was so fascinated with Sophia. And I went back and, or King Saul and David. Do you know that story? No, I don't. But the tensor ring we were building? Mm-hmm. was the Solomon cubit. Oh, wow. It depends on it. it it's actually the, you know, the cubit length, the yeah. measuring that they were using to create the temples. Oh, oh yeah. Like here my Beth was. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's so, what these tensor rings were made from that were amplifying sound. Okay. Well, this makes sense. Yeah. So the simple story about King Saul, I never knew, but it was that David would play the lyre for him. And when he would play the lyre, it would summon out the demons and and all these things, and it protected him. It would create some sort of force field around him. And so he would call David in, and David was just some shepherd boy that played the lyre. And really, that's how he started out. But that lyre was then passed down to Solomon. And where would you think that Solomon would put such a thing? 
I would say probably with the rest of the good stuff, you know, maybe in the Ark of the Covenant. And so then I researched the liar um, and what it does. I mean, it really is those solfagio. It's the same as what you were just saying about the sound bowls. So that began my journey on there is something to frequency, which my conclusion was it is the most important thing to raise your vibration. Yeah, no, absolutely. What you're talking about is external frequencies and sound that can raise our vibration. It's similar to the way that, was it, the guy, the Japanese scientist doing the words have energy in Yagamoto and doing the actual frequencies of the words. Mm -hmm. And it's the frequencies. It's all the same thing and changing the frequencies of, of water just by putting a word on the bottle. And uh, you know, are speaking to the water, so this is all in the same thing, and it's uh, you know scientifically proven to show. Mm-hmm. So when I had COVID, I ended up with this like upper digestive issue, and it was it would come and go for like a year, and I never had any. And actually, having guests on and different things, I mean, I were talking about chanting, and I love to chant. It's one of the reasons how I awakened. I tricked myself into it, and when you make a certain sound in your lower lip like vibrates that you stimulate your vagus nerve which then that vagus nerve is in control of all of your inflammatory system i mean so whatever's going on in your body which usually is some sort of itis or some sort of inflammation you know and it was working it was with frequency and that vibration that i was sending to my body healed me yep absolutely Absolutely. No, sound is actually very strong in that aspect, which I totally enjoy. And that was part of the path that I was actually doing um, when I was actually coming through when I started doing builds. I was actually listening to uh, Diva Pramel, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. And she was doing, uh, it was a song that I was listening to. It was like, Ahem Prama, mm-hmm. I am divine light. And it was a song and I would be listening to that, helping me keep my vibration stable and keep my mind focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, those sounds and those tones were very much impactful for me as well. So can your tensor ring intensify like the Rasha when I'm listening to it or when yeah. I'm chanting, if it did the same for the bowls? Yes. Um, so what they, the ones we were using for bowls are probably about, you know, about 12 inches around. Okay. So you put them underneath the bowl and let them just create a vortex of energy around the bowl. But we also make them that are two feet and wide so that you can actually sit in them and you can put speak, you know, put your speakers or whatever. If you're listening to something, put your speakers in them. Yeah. You can amplify the energies coming through for sure. So we're talking like levitation or what? Not necessarily levitation. What they do. So the tensor rings create a, a torus energy field. So a donut style, a toroidal energy field. Um, and when it does this, it's also going in both directions. So there's an energy field coming out top and bottom, like almost like a floodlight of energy, a vortex coming out the top, top and bottom. So if you have a, a ring this big, you have a vortex of energy coming up. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you put that, you put the ring around a speaker or around a bowl, and that vortex of energy is actually completely enveloping that particular item, whether it's a speaker or a bowl, and it's transmuting that energy. So let me ask you, you know, we're surrounded by all of these EMFs, you know, things that we don't see. We know that they cause cancer. They keep getting higher and higher in number. And my phone's not getting much better when it comes to with 5G. I, I didn't notice much. And no. maybe I will when it's like 
15 or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I do know that I don't sleep as good anymore. That's one yeah. weird thing. My kids don't, they, we all have issues sleeping, which is something that I was wondering about. And, you know, you hear that you can maybe use like EMF rocks I've had um, before and I have stones all over my house. I mean, it seems like mother nature kind of, she knows we're just trying to understand what she knows already. Yeah. Well, I utilize crystals. Yeah. So Metatron came in and gave me a channeled message to create anklets mm -hmm. to help protect your frequency as we go through this time. And that's how he says, that's how he phrased it. Mm -hmm. So I created the anklets. It took me about a year and a half to actually perfect the design. So we got those going. And what those do is they close your torus down so that you protect your energy field. So it basically, if you think of yourself as the seven chakras and an energy torus coming from your heart, right? Nice bubble of energy, but you have energy coming in your crown and your root chakra. Mm -hmm. The anklets basically cork that top and bottom. So there's no energy coming into your field, blocks you out. So basically you're not going to feel all of the energies around you. I call it the, you know, the Costco fix, you know, when you're going into the big box store and you can't stand it for more than five minutes, those it's, it's. Yeah, it's super helpful in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the the anecdotal evidence we have for like EMFs mm -hmm. um, was actually Archangel Michael Pendant and friends of ours. They were at a MUFON event, so the Mutual UFO Network. It was here in, in Phoenix. They were at a meeting. And what they were doing is they both were wearing the Archangel Michael Pendant. And one of the gentlemen that was actually there was having fun basically teasing people with an electronic uh, EMF meter and going by their phones and stuff like yeah. that. It's like, Oh, well, that one's not protecting you. That one's not protecting you. How's that one? Nope. Nope. That one's not protecting you. Yeah. And basically he went up to the Archangel Michael pendant and the meter went quiet. No way. Which means it couldn't see or feel, it couldn't, couldn't feel any electron magnetics. And what is so it made out of? Pendant, it's made out of tensor ring. Oh, wow. Okay. With eight crystals in it. Whoa. So the tensor rings have been known to neutralize electromagnetic fields, period. Okay. So there's other people out there that have uh, like the, we call it the smart meter protection, which is actually a tensor ring that slides over your smart meter and it neutralizes the negative energy of your smart meter. They've actually taken tensor rings and put them underneath the big transformers that actually boost your power. Right. They have the big ones, the big boxes on the on concrete slabs in front of houses and stuff like that. They'll put a tensor ring underneath those and it neutralizes the negative aspects of the electromagnetic field that those are creating. So wow. tensor rings have been known to neutralize electromagnetic field distortions. So this is where, you know, we're I'm creating pendants utilizing Archangel Metatron's design with crystals, what crystals he asked for, and then other crystals. That's yeah, we're utilizing earth with technology. Yeah. I mean, because we're humans, so we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Archangel Michael was really the first dude that came in that I would call on him when I needed protection or when I just needed that almost like a big brother kind of feeling, except for in my meditations, he looks like Brad Pitt. So it's kind of creepy to say brother because he's so hot. And, I, and this is like something I've been saying forever, but one of the very first times I ever like had a physical experience in a meditation was with him. 
I mean, it's like a memory, you know, I can see it so clearly. I was sitting on a bench with him and he was just had his arm around me and I was crying so hard into him and he just held me and it just was so emotional out loud crying, you know, in my meditation, just felt so safe and so cared for. Tell me who Archangel Michael is to you. My sole source is of Archangel Michael's army or an aspect of Michael, put it that way. When he originally came through, he gave me a knowing of what he wanted. And that's where I created the Michael pendant from is what he was asking for. After that, I channel him. He comes through. And when he de- when he decides he wants to come through and sending information, I end up really getting super over emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So I literally will start weeping when he comes in. It's like this unconditional love that comes through. That's how he lets me know that it's him. Well, you know, I had an Akashic with the amazing Deanne Riendo. She's fantastic. And she had said that Archangel Michael was like a protector and like big brother to me in creation, but I was put here to be saved because my parents didn't want me to be in the war. So they put me here in a safe haven and Archangel Michael was kind of my caretaker. Everybody knows who's listening to this, who's been a listener for years, but you know, he's been my dude. So the second angel that came in in meditation was Gabriel. I couldn't tell if he was male or female, which I thought was really interesting because afterwards in years later, I found that that was kind of like a thing like many other people had experienced that, you know, he didn't really have a gender necessarily. He could be both. And that was a very, very important meditation. My meditations early on were so important. Were they for you when you look back? I had my first like Kundalini and that was during my awakening period. But most of the most meditations I've done, have been pretty much neutral. Uh, Even today, when I get my communications, it's when I'm actually working. When I actually start working on the tools that they want me to create, they'll come in and I'll just have a knowing and they'll just do that kind of stuff. And when Vivian asks me questions and or it's like when we're talking about something and then Michael wants to chime in, that's when he'll just come in. So she kind of prompts it. She, yeah, she tends to prompt a lot of it. Can you explain who Vivian is? Yeah. Uh, Vivian Chauvet. Vivian is my wife. Yeah, she is a Octarian human hybrid. And it's we've been together for five years plus, and it's been amazing, the journey that we've had together. Uh, it's been experience after experience after experience uh, with what we, you know, each of us, you know, she'll get messages, I'll get messages for her, and it goes back and forth. Yeah, I can't imagine you guys' conversations like over dinner. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. I know some of my conversations were weird over dinner. So yes. I want to go back to what something you said. You said neutral. And I must say that I I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but I have experienced a neutral energy before. And to me, it was extraterrestrial and I didn't understand it. I said it was a neutral energy. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? I think it's similar to what you're feeling or the way you're understanding it. For me, it was just like, I could, 
almost get to the point where I was actually connecting, but I was actually not quite. So for me, it's a neutral thing. Um, and the way I've come to understand all of the things that I've been through and that level of neutrality of meditation and or dream state connections or you know any of those type of things is I'm being restricted from my capabilities until I'm until things have stabilized enough where I'm allowed to. Mm. Um, that's what it feels like. It's because if I came out, you know, it's just like if I came in with all these abilities or you know access to all this information right away, it would be either under attack or it would be the wrong timing. So I think we're you know things are coming into a, a place where I think we're going to start opening up where. I think that the political narratives are going to start falling away because of truth and facts are going to really start coming out to um, understanding what is going on. And as the control structure starts to fall apart, the narrative starts to change. At that point, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be able to actually like literally just like turn on. So that they're not under attack by that system because the system doesn't want them to be there, right? So once the system collapses, people can literally like be turned on and start changing the world more accelerated. So that's how I see things are coming. Well, they seem like they're coming into the world that way. Yeah. It seems like that. I mean, I have kids from two different generations, so it, it just floors me to see the difference. Yeah, so the souls that are coming in now are literally more advanced and they're not, the veil is not closing for them. Because if, if you look at the way that like Dolores Cannon talks about the multiple waves, it hasn't stopped. Dolores said, well, it stopped. Well, kind of like she let it drop off. But the way I see it, the waves have not stopped. And the newer kids coming in are coming in more open, more remembering, no veil. And they're coming in in you know such a high vibration they're literally pushing the entire planet through and up to this you know the vibrational state that needs to come yeah so yeah that's how i see it it's you know us as we've been around a little bit longer are not quite as open as they are just coming in yeah it's, it's amazing Hey listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul has a network of lightworkers affiliates program? Now you get to work with one of our inspiring guests. And I'd like to introduce you to one of our affiliates, Medicine Woman, Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie has put together an exclusive package for Sense of Soul listeners. You can take Carrie's mini course, Sacred Living with the Four Directions, and also get a 30-minute shamanic healing, full cleanse of heavy energy, and fill up your tank with high vibrational light. An amazing opportunity at a great price. You definitely want to take advantage of her amazing offer. You can go to www.senseofsoulpodcast.com and look under the network of lightworkers, or you can find this link directly to Carrie's amazing offer in the show notes. One other archangel I wanted to talk about was Metatron. So in the Bible, he's Enoch. However, I think in other texts, it is noted that his name was Metatron. Yeah, I've been connected to Metatron, and I'm not sure about the Enoch connection. And also, his Merkaba yep. is a vehicle. I've done lots of meditations where you put yourself inside the Merkaba because it's a vehicle. You know, maybe astral travel. I've done that at night before too. But I feel safe putting myself inside 
some sort of protective vehicle. So the Merkel book, can you tell me more about what is unique about that? For me, how I understood the Merkaba and some of the discoveries or research I've done with it, how I see it is when you spin a Merkaba or Merkaba, it creates a energy torus field, right? So it's when it spins, it's creating a field that looks exactly like our field. Wow. So to me, I feel like we are literally aspects of our higher self our soul aspects literally created in a geometric form of a Merkaba. And then basically in order for us to create a form, we're spinning energy field mm. materialized. So we are uh, technically inside of our own Merkaba right now. So I utilize Merkabas in amplifying pyramidal energies. Mm-hmm. So if you have uh, like a Nubian pyramid or a Giza pyramid, there have been scientific studies showing the energy effects of both of those pyramids. The Russians have done a whole bunch of work on, I think it's the Nubian pyramid, the Nubian style. So the more, the, the more steeper sided one where they've actually done all kinds of scientific studies on increased germination of seeds, calming of uh, negative energies and changing all, all kinds of different things that they've done experiments with. When we place a Merkaba hanging down inside of the pyramid down enough where the actual Merkaba is actually inside the enclosure. And then we add a, what we tend to add is a piece of rose quartz inside of the Merkaba. So the Merkaba with rose quartz hanging inside of a pyramid, it amplifies the pyramid energy about tenfold. Yeah, so we've actually, we use, we utilize it in the pyramid right behind me here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Merkaba in there with the rose quartz. We use that energy. Um, it helps you literally pop out of your body in probably about five minutes, 10 minutes. So it's, it's impressive. And then when we travel, we use the Nubian pyramid because it's easier to travel with. It's not as big. It's seven foot tall, not 10 feet wide. So we, it's easier to travel with seven foot you know, yeah. copper pipe wide. versus 10 foot. So we travel with the Nubian, and then that one allows people to do super accelerated healing. The issue with that is you need to actually go and integrate. The Giza allows you to work and integrate kind of at the same time. The Nubian does all this work super fast. Then you have to go and take a nap and rest and kind of work through the energy shift. So that's how we utilize a pyramidal energies with the Merkaba, Mm -hmm. because the Merkaba amplifies it so much. That it you know allows us to do so much work with it. It reminds me of I have an ancestor. He was known as the tent shaker. He was a First Nation. When you read the story in the books of the Jesuits, you know they would say even when they would return after they converted him and gave him a Christian name, they said he'd be doing that tent shaking again, and it would be shaking viciously almost. They made it seem like and there was demon sounds coming from it. It actually just reminds me of that. Definitely. If you figure that we are on a Bacaba and we can actually raise our vibration, and if he was doing that type of work in a meditative state and raising the vibration, it depends if the if if he was like the tent shaking, depending on the angles of that tent, if it was in a proper angle, he could have actually resonated it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so amazing to me how we're going back and learning from the indigenous. I mean, because when you said also 
it could make you go, you know, very quickly. The first thing I thought about was drum circles. I mean, a lot of people struggle with meditation. I'm like, have you ever tried a drum? For me, it was like one of the quickest and easiest ways I've ever went over to the other side. <laughs> with the pyramid and the, you know, with the Merkaba in there. So I have tensor rings up on the pyramid with the Merkaba in there in the crystal. And so we crystal grid everything and so yeah, we use tensor rings and Merkaba and crystals and all kinds of fun stuff to amplify the daylights out of energies that are available. <laughs> I like how you said that. And you're doing this for the greater good. You're doing this for a shift in consciousness to help humanity and Mother Earth. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are coming out, but the problem is you have a lot of people that are misrepresenting the energies that are available to us for personal gain. Yeah. Oh, I know that to be true. Yeah, no, that's I've, we I, we know a lot of people that are in this genre of spirituality strictly for personal gain yeah. um, and not for the service to others, their service to self. And yeah. that's one of the things that, you know, as we you know look into who are we trying to help or what what's going on, it's like, you need to actually pay attention to who's on going on around you because both Vivian and I have been burned many times this way by people that are in that service to self versus the service to others as we try to be service to others. They take advantage of everybody else around them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad I don't attract too much of that. Whew, thank you. Yes. Right. The Metatron came in and asked me to create these to get them out to people. He didn't say that when he first came in. He told me to make these anklets so that people can protect their energy as we go through this time. And that was how he said it. So I mentioned that I actually took about a year and a half to finalize the design. And we were still going through that family restructuring. And I got really, really busy. And I couldn't build anything, couldn't manufacture anything. So I was basically stalled for a while. Vivian ended up having a dream state message from three higher dimensional beings. So she ended up being like on this open plateau area it was like kind of i don't even remember what the coloring was but it was like there were three women that were standing in front of vivian and then there were three vortexes of energy right behind them and what happened was is there were portals opening in those vortexes where these ninth dimensional beings popped out there are a hundred feet tall they just went right through the vortexes and they're standing behind them behind the women and they were communicating through those three women and they basically told Vivian, because I couldn't hear him, they told, told Vivian to tell it. So he's like, okay, tell Peter to start making the anklets. I got scolded for not creating these tools for people. So I have the Metatron anklets, the pendant, the Michael pendant, the Shamuel, and the multidimensional. So we have all these different tools, and we have more coming too. So the tools are here for to help people protect themselves from external energies. Right. Now, you know, and I know that we can actually do through intention, creating a shield, mm -hmm. right? The problem is, is like the minute you get distracted, that intention drops. Mm. So that's not really good when you're trying to, let's just say you're going through a challenging time, you put up shields. The mm -hmm. problem is the minute you get overstressed, the shields drop right when you need them the most. Mm. So these tools are here to teach you how it feels. So you can wear it 
in all aspects, all interference types, and you can understand how your body feels. And the more you can remember that feeling, the quicker you can actually program yourself to just think it just on, you know, you can program, okay, you know, shield or bubble or egg or whatever. And then eventually what you can do is you can program your subconscious to do this automatically. So these are, you know, designed to be more of like training wheels into understanding how powerful we are, because these are tools to modify our energy. We were in Mount Shasta, was it last year? And we met this young lady and we, she put one of these on and wore it in the front. And then we put one on her back. So put one on the front, one on the back and it creates a double vortex and it went right through her heart chakra. And she was so sensitive. She was literally pushed into another timeline instantly. And she was recalling it where she was, she looked down, she looked at her arm and she was looking around and we're in the middle of the, we're at um, the headwaters in Mount Shasta. So we're at the lodge, the upper lodge. So we're in, in these giant pine trees and she's looking around going, okay, I see the village on the cliff there. Yeah, we're on the ocean right there, the beach. And I'm looking out like, oh, and I have fur and it looks waterproof and stuff, uh, water, you know, whatever. She goes, I'm an amphibian. So she was literally pushed into an alternate timeline where she actually could see it fully and clearly. And she was in that for about 10 minutes, describing all the details, the beach and the village on the, on the, on the water that was actually partially in the water, partially out of the water. It was just like, it was amazing. So, so that the one on the right is with the turquoise and the green mica, that's the Archangel Michael. Okay. I need that. And the one on the other side with the two rings, the, the two larger rings, is the Archangel Shamuel. So Shamuel is a know yourself. You see? It's an Archangel Michael Sigil. Oh, there you go. Nice. Okay, so, so visualize that Archangel Michael hanging around your neck. It's going to hang right around your heart chakra. It's going to hang right down there. Visualize it there connect to it because this is controllable through your intentions through your thoughts you don't have to talk to it you can if you want to but you don't have to tell it to reset so you're connecting to it you're resetting all the intentions that were ever put on that energy field once that's done tell it to go to full power my fingers are tingling yeah and I can totally feel Archangel Michael around me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, this is how Michael wanted to be represented in a tool. I feel a heat and I feel emotional. Mm -hmm. Yep. My arms are like seriously warm. My crown is starting to feel weird. I could feel it moving through me. That's amazing. Okay. So now you can ask it to go down to your comfort level. You can actually tell it to calm down right. and you'll feel the, and you can feel the energy just mellow out and your energy field will start to balance. I almost felt like I was going to have a hot flash. Yeah. <laughs> the glasses are actually steaming up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> The last time I felt Archangel Michael, it was very divine, just like this. I was drawing a picture of him and 
as I was doing so, I was listening to a true crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most random thing in the middle of the podcast. I'm not even joking. All of a sudden, the host just starts saying the Archangel Michael prayer. He's like, Archangel Michael. And he goes through the whole thing. And I was, I was like, I dropped my phone. I'm like, wait, what? You know, because I'm working on this art of him. And it was just very powerful. And that's exactly how I just felt just now. So I can actually purchase that if I want to. Yes, they're they're fully available on the webpage. We're building inventory because uh, we've been we basically sold out when we went to Mount Shasta and then Costa Rica. So we're rebuilding our inventory right now uh, of Michaels, Metatrons, and Shermie Wells, and also multi-dimensional. So it depends on where you are and what you need. It's like mm-hmm. you're you really connected with the Michael, mm-hmm. but if you have somebody that's been heavily dealt with a lot of stress and trauma, that's where the Shamuel comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very calming, calming energy. Yeah. And it's to know yourself. It helps you come back to you, to back to your core of who you are versus the stress and the trauma that mm-hmm. you, you know, that you've been basically stuck into because it gets you, you get stuck in a mental loop of the stress and the trauma and you become the stress and the trauma. The Shamuel pendant allows you to actually become back to know to who you are and manage the stress and manage the traumas it allows you to purge well i feel like this is so important right now people need to be buying this for christmas my dad always wore his archangel michael pendant always so i had bought that for my boys but not for myself yeah because there was no saint Shanna day there's <laughs> conditions But you know, it's interesting what happened over the past few years is he stepped back. His energy is so masculine. And so that Sophia energy moved in. And it's interesting because I do feel like he kind of stepped back a little bit and allowed that to come forth. They know better than we do. They see things from a different perspective. And you have to understand that these tools are based on archangel energies and design. I'm just bringing them into this reality so that we can utilize that energy. What we've found on these tools is that they grow with you. So as you raise your vibration, they shift and they go with you. It's not like the latest iPhone is going to outdate itself. This is not (laughs) the way these tools work. Yeah. And all of the, you know, the archangels, whether it's Metatron, Michael, or Shamuel, they all come through and it's like, you're getting a transmission from them directly when you're wearing it. And it just feels like you're connected to them. You should make a Sophia one. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Energy is coming so strong. That energy, that wisdom. Is coming yes. forth and it's undeniable, you know. I mean, you're married to a divine feminine, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know, it's very strong. I do feel no matter what, we need a balance. So, yes. you know, maybe I, I just needed this space to really embrace, accept, and embody finally the feminine within me. You know, for me as well, um, I've been going through 
a lot of shifting, a lot of changes. And it's been, as you were saying, it's like you're trying to create balance between the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not male, female, it's masculine and feminine and energy and keeping a balance in you mm-hmm. so that you can actually represent both and as, as one being. Mm-hmm. And by coming through as one as a balanced being, we can actually represent and hold a higher vibration. So it's so Michael backed off so that you can understand the more feminine and bring it in and balance it out. Yeah, I think so. Thank you so much, Peter, for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell everybody where they can find all of your amazing jewelry and your tensor rings. Well, right now we're we're working on trying to get the pendants up back on inventory. So eventually we'll get the tensor rings up and the healing coils and stuff like that and the Merkaba up on the site. But it's uh, energiesofservice.com. Energies with an IES of service.com. Okay. And I have it, the standard YouTube. There's not a lot left on there because I had to rebuild it. I got completely killed by YouTube. Thank you very much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They terminated my account. Really? I posted a video and it got, I got my account completely banned without any recourse. I tried asking for, you know, to review. Nope. So I'm rebuilding it now. There's not a lot up there except for a lot of the interviews. Uh, and we're, I'm just rebuilding just how to's and stuff like that. Like right now I have an introduction video for the tools, uh, like a 30 second video for like, a, like an ad for the tools. And I also have like an eight minute video on controlling your your energy tools or the pendants with your intentions so the base control like we talked about you know connect to it reset go to full power turn it down to your comfort level and then a little bit later in the video i talk about having fun with it with your intentions you can have a lot of fun with your intentions on the tools it, you know you don't have to be all serious about everything all the time mm-hmm. you know but you you can utilize the energies of your intentions and they amplify your intentions almost immediately so it's pretty yeah. cool and one thing, you know what? You guys come with so much wisdom. Vivian, I'll never forget what she had told me, <clears throat> you know, just transmuting negative energy into light, right? Taking yep. that energy and, you know, fighting it with good energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. No, that's, that's, there's multiple ways to, to manage this. And it's like, if you don't need to be bombarded by it, make yourself invisible. Put up a shield. If you are if you are hit with it, transmute it. God, I am so lucky that I have people on like you guys. I mean, I have no teacher. I just wait for source to send me exactly what I need to learn and to keep moving forward. So thanks for being that instrument today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Right. Yeah. Keep in touch. I'd love to maybe one day have you both on. That'd be super fun. Absolutely. We could do that. We'll be traveling quite a bit in September. We're going to be in, if we go, we're going to be in Montreal for the first week. And then from the 15th on to the end of the month, we're going to be in Egypt. And then then we're going to Greece, October 1st, and we'll be in Greece until the 15th or 14th. Are you guys going to record all this, your journey? We're going to be a part of uh, the Stargate experience um, with Brigitte and Jules. Vivian is actually going to be one of the energetic guides going through Egypt. And also she's going to be speaking in Greece at their annual event there. So it's going to be a lot of energy work in a matter of one month. They had me, they had me on when we were in Mount Shasta. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, Michael came through, and basically, if you if you can go back and see it, I'm not sure which day it was, but in the later, like the second or third session, and Michael came in was giving predictions, and everybody that was in the audience, even on the remote, was weeping as Michael came through. Really? Really, really. So he does make people cry. <laughs> oh, he does. Oh, yeah. No, his energy came through me so strongly that it actually made everybody else weep too. That's so powerful. Thank you so much, Peter. Tell Vivian I said hello. Hope I to will. See you. Enjoy all of your adventures. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anna. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.